Hello and welcome back to the Stamper Podcast. I'm Graham Cook and this week we're missing one. But we'll be all right. How are you? All okay? I'm all right, yeah. We are joined by Alid from Plastic Free Stampers. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Alid. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So before we get into, as I say, the Plastic Free Stamper, what it's all about for... I guess those of us that don't know you. Yeah, well, I, I moved to Stamford eight years ago, coming up to nine, actually, in August. Probably guessed from the name, I'm from Wales originally, um, a coastal town in Wales, and I moved here. Yeah, basically, I've, I fell in love with the town, really, from the first day I saw it, and um, myself and my then-girlfriend were looking somewhere to move and start our careers. We'd looked at a few different places, and Decided Stamford was the place for us. Where in Wales are you from? Small town just south of Aberystwyth. It's a town called Aberaeron. Right, okay. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a real tourist town, really. Mm. So you, you moved to Stamford and it's a career. Um, we, we noted the uh, girlfriend at the time, so we'll gloss over that one quickly. Well, no, it's because <laughs> we're married now, so... Oh! Wife. <laughs> <laughs> You said you said it really. You did say that. You said it of like you know another time. Oh, we will mention it then. <laughs> Am I right in saying you work at the Mercury? Yeah, so um, I'm in the advertising department at the Stamford Mercury. It's um, it's a job I enjoy, but it, it wasn't really you know why I moved to Stamford. I actually started off at the Grantham Journal and went to the Melton Times and then come back to the Stamford Mercury. It was really because we wanted to move to the town and um, my wife got offered a job. She'd just qualified as a primary school teacher. So she got offered a job at St George's School. A great, a great place to move to, really. So you moved around um, different media platforms. Is that, is the interest in the media side or the marketing side or the yeah, well, it, it, it is it is marketing side, um, and it was just really you know where the different job opportunities took me at the time. So from that, I guess from being part of the town living and through being part of the Mercury, which is obviously a huge part of, of Stamford, you have then started the, the initiative of Plastic Free Stamford. Yeah, and it goes. It goes back quite far, really, because my grandparents um, have always been, you know, into the environment. Um, one set of grandparents back in Wales owned a, um, a sea aquarium when I was tri- when I was a child, um, and another one of my grandparents. She was really into recycling. She was sort of she did recycling before recycling was cool. And what she used to do is go around sort of everywhere to events and collect um, tin cans and then she um, send them off to recycling centres and then donate the money to the local surf life-saving school. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's been something that I've sort of known about almost subconsciously all my life and um, like many people, when I watched Blue Planet 2, um, you know, it really hit home how big an issue this really is. And I suppose for a couple of years, I was, I was just sort of, you know, really thought this was an issue. And one of those people who sort of, you know, thought, really do more about this. And then one day I sort of thought, well, actually, you know, there's no point complaining about it. Why don't I try and do a little bit about it myself? So I did a bit of research, saw, the, saw what surfers get 
sewage were doing um, and saw the success that they'd had in a lot of other towns. When you think about how people's awareness of this sort of thing has changed massively in recent years, and it's sort of exponential, isn't it? It's just getting bigger and bigger and becoming more and more urgent and so on. But I'm just thinking back now, I remember it wasn't that long ago where I had, I was of the mindset where I thought, I don't think what I do is really going to make that much difference. So therefore, what's the point? And I've just literally had a flashback to that just now. And I'm absolutely appalled to kind of say that because that's so not my attitude now. But I think sort of five odd years ago, it probably was. And yeah. so it, I guess it's kind of, you know, you've seen it evolve and become more urgent. Yeah, and I think, I think that's, you know, not, not just, I suppose, with this, this issue, a lot of issues, you know, it, it can seem, when you look at it, the issue as a whole, it can seem like a massive uphill battle. But really, if, you know, as individuals and individual communities, you know, we start making as many changes as we can, then, you know, eventually it'll start adding up and, and making a bit of difference. So, mm. I think also, like, just in lockdown, sorry to mention the L word, but um, I went walking across the meadows the other day to sort of the far meadows towards the A1, and I hadn't been that way for a while. And the noise of the traffic, it just made me go, oh my goodness, the road is really busy again because I used to go running along there and it was silent. And it just made me think, oh no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really highlighted to me and a lot of people um, how much rubbish there is, or how much waste you actually use when you only pin it in your own bin, you're not out and about. And, um, and then, you know, down sort of comes to an end and people get more freedom how much rubbish is just left left around everywhere mm. you know it's, it's sort of it's, I think I think lockdown has has really highlighted you know if we all slow down and think about what we're doing the positive impact and then when you go nuts the negative impact um you know our day-to-day -day life really can have on the environment yeah and um, what's what's your biggest frustration? Do you think day to day? There there are a lot, but I think unnecessary things like there's there's a lot of unnecessary single use plastic that we use, and um, there, there's there's a few actually like for example plastic bags. Getting new plastic bags um, when you go shopping for the sake of just forgetting to take a couple with you um, is frustrating. Things like I'm going to sound like such a killjoy, but you know, like helium balloons when people are giving out free balloons to children, inevitably something like that they give to children, they're going to let go of them, it's going to get blown away, and you know it's, it's going to go into the environment. So there are a few, um, you know, frustrations, but I suppose what I'm trying to do, and what this initiative is trying to do, is one educate people, but also try and make more options available um, so, so people can choose for themselves, really. Yeah, I think a lot of the time it's it's not that people, like you said, they, they just don't have any other options. Whereas you take away all the plastic bags mm. and they can't use them, so they have mm. to, have to remember to take their own bag for life or a reusable bag with them. There just isn't the option of anything else. And I think a lot of the time people when it comes to recycling anyway, I think they just 
don't know. I don't think. I think there's a huge lack of information. I think. I don't think it's that they don't care. I think they honestly don't know what is recyclable, particularly in this area. I find. Like I have friends that live in other parts of the country, and it's so strict there. So strict. They literally won't take your rubbish unless you've divided it all up and cleaned it all, and and so on. And they've got food waste bins and all of that sort of thing. Yeah, and it, and it is difficult because different local authorities do things different. And, you know, you have to, if, if you want to do it, you know, 100% correctly, you do have to, you know, read every label and understand the, the various different symbols. But I suppose in, in my sort of utopia view, we wouldn't be recycling much. Um, you know, in a sort of perfect world, we'd be reusing as much as possible. And then when something comes to the end of its life after you've reused it for, you know, a year or two, then you would recycle it. Mm. Obviously, you know, we're, we're a long way away from that. Um, but, but I think there's, there's a huge amount of emphasis on recycling at the moment, which is great. But really, there needs to be more emphasis on reducing waste in the first place. Mm. Um, and I think, I think where, as a society or as a community, sort of missing the trick a little bit. Giving it kind of a bit of thought before you've been coming on and kind of consciously how much plastic you see or use day to day. And whilst there is change and there is a focus, a lot of businesses have come out by saying, no, by this year, we're going to be either plastic free or we're going to be zero emissions, blah, blah, blah. They're so far in the future that that it simply cannot be deemed a priority because as we're seeing with <coughs> coronavirus is when it is backs against the wall, we can do something drastic. We're creating, well, se- seemingly creating a drug off the back of nothing. So we can go into lockdown. I can't believe that we can't come up with a better way of milk cartons, shampoo bottles. That could surely could be done with the amount of money that are in these industries in six months, surely. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the thing is it has to be sort of consumer-led. So, you know, if, if you as a buyer, buyer say, you know, I'm, I'm not buying this, then you'll look at how quick the supermarkets change and, um, and bring out more sustainable products. But it then just come down to, I'm being devil's advocate on purpose, is a little bit down to the choice. There isn't the, the choices there a lot of the time between the two options it's you either buy that or you don't and then you end up going elsewhere and if you're someone doing a weekly shop for example you're probably not gonna go to three different places yeah absolutely that that is really difficult i mean and i'm i'm no saint myself i mean i look around the house now and how, how many plastic things i'm using and um and, and that's, that's probably why, because um, you know, it's really difficult to source them from different places. You take sort of three objects to start with, um, you know, that's a great start. And I will then, you know, sort of get the ball rolling to, to try and maybe make more changes in your sort of day-to-day life. Yeah, and those small changes, as you say, can have, over this crates of a year, can have a massive effect. I'll keep using milk cartons, I don't know why, for example, but I think as if there's only two of us here, we probably get through two milk cartons a week, probably. Over the course of, I guess, there's 104 milk cartons that are going in the bin every year. 
Yeah, and actually that, that leads me on to a stat that I've got, a stat I've got conveniently written down. And it's, it's actually blew my mind the first time I read this. The UK goes through 38.5 million plastic bottles every day. So that's one plastic bottle for every two people in the UK every day. So, you know, if, if we could just cut down on plastic bottles, you know, that, that one, one thing, that would be, be a massive start. Um, and also, 7 million single-use coffee cups as well every day. So, so, and it's quite a simple thing, really. If you buy a reusable coffee cup, some of the sort of stainless steel ones will probably last you 10, 20 years, and almost everywhere will refill them. Possibly not at the moment because of the dreaded C word. But, you know, they're, they're, there's some big dents that you can make in the plastic, single-use plastic issue just from making from one change, really. Taking us back, Ali, to Surface Against Sewage, so where this kind of originates, their aim, they, they were started to focus really around beaches and waste into the oceans. Yeah, so the charity uh, said a long time ago, I don't know exactly, but 20, 30 years ago, and originally it was set up to, to tackle sewage. That um, that's been that was at that time pumped into the ocean, um, and they they've had huge success that, um, with that actually in reducing the amount of sewage that's poured into the ocean. They've evolved uh, to also include the the plastics issue that's um, that's affecting the oceans, and um, and there's a lot of evidence now that it's having a detrimental effect in rivers. And, um, and the countryside as well. Um, so yeah, so they, they started this initiative a few years ago and um, there's a few coastal towns that, you know, when they, when they met the criteria objective, Surface Against Sewage awarded them plastic-free community status. Um, and now there's about six, over 650 communities up and down the country are either working towards that status or have achieved it and all it is really is um they set out five objectives that you have to reach um to which the idea is it builds a foundation the sort of starting block for your community then to to push on and eradicate um avoidable single-use plastic avoidable is quite an important word actually because there, there's some single-use plastics like um for example, in, in medicine that, you know, is absolutely vital to us. There's a huge, huge amount that's avoidable and in some circumstances quite simply avoidable as a community, as a country um, worldwide that we use. Um, so, yeah, so this initiative really is uh, build the foundations and, and tackle the community um, setting. You took your bit of bullet to go and do something. How did that, do you just kind of contact them and say, hey, like this idea, I want to roll it out in my town? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of information on their website. And if you think, you know, this is something you can roll out in your town, um, first, you know, you check if it's really going on in your town. Um, and in our case, it wasn't. Uh, you sign up to it. Um, and yeah, off you go. They, they give you a lot of support. And yeah, there, there you are, off, off you go. So it was something, you know, I, I almost did it on the spur of the moment, actually. I thought, you know, I, this is something I could do. And, um, and I didn't quite realise at the time what was involved. But I'm really glad I did it. 
and um, there's so many people who are really um, keen to help in the in Stanford as well. Yeah, Stanford's good like that. Lots of lots of helpful people around get involved. So, what does it involve from your side of things? Yeah. So, um, so the five um, objectives are um, firstly community action and events, and that that can be anything really. Information of um, you know, holding litter picks, which obviously, of course, already goes on in Stamford, to, you know, even things like what they call mass and wraps in the supermarkets. Supermarkets permission, um, you know, stand outside and challenge people to unwrap as much single-use plastic after they've purchased um, the items. Um, and then there's community allies, which is um, getting the schools, uh, organisations, of local media like yourself getting them involved and, and hopefully getting them to champion the cause and then there's business champions which sort of from my background is where I put aimed at the local independents I feel what I found out is the local independent stores in Stamford at least are probably the ones doing more about this issue than anyone else and, and they're the ones that the most keen to learn about it as well. You know, they're, they're, I, I find the local independents are the, are the ones that are acting really fast on the issue, whereas a lot of the national chains, um, I, I feel, have been quite sluggish. So we award um, local businesses with plastic-free champion status, whether they we can award it retrospectively, so if they've done a huge amount of stuff already, or even if they're completely single-use plastic-free, we can award it to them. Or even if they haven't done anything, but they're really keen to, to find out, we can talk them through the process and, and help them and give them ideas. And then when they get to that certain point, we can award it to them. Another objective is working with local governance. And, you know, I've started working a little bit with Stamford Town Council as part of a group they've set up called the, the Climate Action Group, which tackles all aspects, really, of um, environmental and, and climate issues. Um, and then the last one is to set up a steering group, which I'm really keen to, to get off the ground, really, which is almost like a committee, various different people um, who are quite prominent in the community. Um, so yeah, so, so we sort of attack it locally from lots of different angles. And for you, it's a case of pulling all this together. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and um, and you know, I've, I've had um, I've had quite a lot of help from a few of the people. You know, be it just a few hours of help, or you know, an hour or so every week. And you know, I'm, I'm looking to try and get a core group of people together to to really push this on. Um, so yeah, get almost like a committee going, mm-hmm. where we can we can be a bit more organised together. I think and um, sort of take on responsibilities individually in that way. Um, so that's that's going to be my next focus. When it's good to yeah. hear that the um, the local independents are the ones that are obviously responding well and and putting initiatives into place and so on. Don't you think that might be because they're more able to? Um, initiate or implement a change rather than the the bigger chains because um, you know it's got to be more difficult for them to make those sorts of decisions. I, I, I suppose it's um, if you know if you're a big national chain, you're shifting um, you know 
probably millions of pieces of stock every day. So, um, so it is harder to implement. Mm. I like, but I liked what you said before about how much because you're not going out, you're putting all your rubbish in your own bin, and how much fuller, quicker your bin is getting home. Um, I massively noticed that. That's something every week we're trying to, and I'm really bad for Amazon, sorry. But we are cramming it in the recycling bin every single week. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I, think, I think a lot of people would have noticed that, how much rubbish, when, when you're at home all the time and you're not using your bins you know, in, in the street or the bins in your office, how much waste one person actually produces um, it's phenomenal and you know that's that's one household in you know thousands in Stanford or when you multiply by that by the whole country it's all it's all got to go somewhere all this waste I think that's why probably a lot of people just choose not to think about it because it's just far too scary really yeah and it's, is- and it's a massive issue I mean <clears throat> local councils and governments uh even themselves, they're running out of ideas what to do with all this rubbish because not much of it's landfilled anymore. Um, you find most of it is actually burnt, um, albeit for energy, which um, obviously isn't great on air quality. Um, recycled, but I think less of it is recycled than you'd imagine. Um, there's been a big news story recently of how much of it's been shipped out to Turkey. So, yeah, so it's, it's a huge issue. And, you know, all this single use single-use plastics, it's single-use everything. It has to go somewhere once you've used it. Back on the positive bits, we said about some of the independents that have been supporting and uh, regarding the uh, Plastic Free Champions as well. I believe there's three, is that right, in Stamford so far you've got? Uh, we've actually now got five. Um, so, right, let's test my memory here because these won the notes I didn't write down. Uh, the first one was Lord Burley. They they sort of they've made really significant changes um, to the way they do things. Just simple things like you know those little milk cartons you get um, often. Um, you know they change them for you know milk in a in a in a little jug. The second one was Cafe Black, um, who made a huge amount of changes, um, and then the yard they've gone far even so far as to their soap is um, they use a refillable soap dispenser rather than buying a whole new soap dispenser every day. They, they've done vast amounts of changes there. And also Cates & Co, um, who they're really environmentally um, conscious on the whole. So, you know, they, they try and be sustainable wherever they can. So the Wallace Estate Agents, um, and you know, I'm really pleased with them because that kind of business isn't one they necessarily um, associated with um, single-use plastic, but the stuff they've done from, they've given all their staff reusable coffee cups they can use. So um, Emma there was saying in the mornings, the staff will just pop into the office before they start work, grab their cup and get it refilled and bring it back rather than, you know, going and get mm. a sort of single-use coffee carton even down to like the toilet roll that they buy in there. They buy toilet roll that's not, not wrapped in plastic. So yeah, so it shows that any business really can, um, can make huge, a huge difference when you think about it. It, all, it also shows that these things have seemed so tiny because people might think, well, I don't know what I can do about it really. 
but just refillable soap in the staff bathrooms and you know keeping this reusable cup at work these are tiny things but they actually imagine if every business did that across town it wouldn't really be a huge effort to do it but it would make an enormous difference yeah and it's just it's just it's more habits really you know um if as a sort of society we all get in a habit of taking our reusable bag for life shopping with us or you know remembering um to take a, a refillable water bottle downtown with us or on our these little habits we can get into can make, uh, make a big difference, really. But from what you've said, and so I've seen about three of them, but I've not seen about the other two, they're really different businesses. That, no, that really does show that a- anyone can make a change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes, it, and that's, that's the great thing about it, really, is, um, is there's, there's so many small things that are quite simply changed, but... Not until you start thinking about it that you realise, you know, actually, do, do we need that? Um, I need my toilet roll to come wrapped in plastic. <laughs> and really, mm. you don't. No, it's st- <laughs> stuff like that. And that's, the, I guess, the biggest thing that I've really, I say I've been thinking about in the last week or so. That's been the thing that's really got me, is the amount of things that are wrapped. Apples, why do they need to be in plastic? It's just bizarre and how it's just become a thing in time um, and actually we wouldn't miss the it. The argument from the supermarkets is that people demand everything to be a certain level of freshness. I mean, what about all the people that demand that they don't use all these, all this plastic? I mean, when I bring my shopping home, I undo this plastic and it just goes in the bin and it's yeah. all the fruit and veg and all that sort of stuff. It's just such a waste. It's just awful. Um, Alid, you were saying that you have an initiative where you stop people on the way out of a supermarket and get them to remove the packaging. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not quite sure how that works. If they've already bought it, is it just to yeah, raise so, awareness? So the idea is, it's called a mass unwrap. And, and the idea is, so if there's anyone here who works at um, a local supermarket and probably, you know, not for, for the immediate future, but when it's a do so if um, if you want to talk to your bosses and get involved. The way it works is go to the supermarket for a couple of hours um, with the supermarket permission, and um, you know be quite friendly. And when when people come out, um, they can basically unwrap any unnecessary um, packaging and you know collect it all together. Um, and then after a couple of hours, sort of almost present it back to the supermarkets um, and say, look, this, this is how much you're using that your customers feel is unnecessary. Mm. So it works in two ways, really. Um, getting people who are out shopping, thinking about the, the packaging and single-use packaging they're using that they don't necessarily need, but also sort of, showing that message to the supermarket that, I bet yeah, that is absolutely horrendous. you know there's more and more people who are taking their own sort of tupperware boxes to the deli counter and that so you know they but, but but another thing people can do actually in supermarkets is if they are at the checkout and they paid for something that it feels unnecessary they can unwrap it, give it back to the cashier to recycle um and the more people who do that i think mm-hmm. 
think it will start to when when the cashiers have piles of packaging behind the the checkout, it might sort of um, the message might start to sink in a bit. Markets. You can actually do that, can you? Yeah, you can. Yeah, none of them, they they won't say anything if you do that. A lot of them are quite willing to take it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, so if you, because there's a few things that really annoy me, like bananas and tins of tuna, I always unwrap at the checkout because I don't see the point of bananas being in packaging. The things, you notice things like um, multi packs of beans. and tuna and things like that, they're, they're packaged together and, and they don't really need to be, they can be loose. Um, but often they're actually a lot more expensive to buy loose, if you get what I mean. Yep. Um, so so there are a few of the things that annoy me a little bit about, about the way supermarkets operate. But, but yeah, I mean, what we're trying to really achieve is, we're trying to do it in a positive light. So toward businesses um, who are doing the right thing. I probably wouldn't recommend doing it at the moment um, <laughs> because it is a very, very unusual time. <laughs> People are starting to lose back to some kind of normality. But I think in some respects it is a time when you've got, I don't, yeah, not that stuff maybe, but other times when it is a chance, we've all in the main had a bit more time to kind of think and assess life. There is a time now where things are still a little bit slower. To make those small changes, identify the small things. I said last week, I'll turn into an old man and take my Hessian bag into town on Saturday to the market. Those little things that each week they'd give me a plastic bag. Mm. I mean, that's five plastic bags. That's a lot. Actually, <laughs> that sounds like I'm buying everything. Two or three plastic bags just for my fruit and veg a week that I don't need. Yeah. I, think, I think the pace of life has completely slowed down, hasn't it? So people have actually got time yeah. to consider these things, implement their changes in their daily habits, and then continue with that as life returns to normal. Yeah, that's it. And it's, you know, these, the single-use plastics is, is a relatively new thing, really. If you go back 40 and 50 years, you know, everyone had, you had to take your your shopping with you you didn't have any other option um, so it's, so it's just sort of changing our individual habits a little bit it's, it just as we've become more and more about speed i guess and none of these things are a lot of the time are necessity and it's uh, really sounds like i've got an obsession with milk but we used to get our milk delivered to a door didn't we in glass bottles and now we actually instead of getting it delivered we drive somewhere to get our milk in a plastic carton yeah, and there's been there's actually recently um, been in the milkman. So yeah, a lot a lot of the the milkman companies is that what you call them? The milkman. Milk, <laughs> milk, I'm going to say no. That is not milk, what you call them. The milk, <laughs> milk milk people. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're, 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 they've got more customers than they've had for a long time, because um, more and more people are going back to to getting their milk delivered. Mm. I'm intrigued. Let's mainly look at milkman now. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> That's a random thing to Google, isn't it? <laughs> or you could try and save the planet by becoming, you know, vegan, and then you won't be drinking milk, and you can make your own oat milk or whatever. Moving forward, then you've mentioned community groups in a little bit, and I get I understand right now it's challenging. What's the next 
kind of six, 12 months look like for you or, or what's the real aim? Yeah, the, the real aim now is um, I, want, I want to try and get more of a formal organising group together. Um, so what, what we call a steering group or possibly a committee. So there's sort of lots of, lots of brains coming together and, um, and, you know, we can allocate tasks and be, be a bit more, um, more organised, I think. So, so, yeah, if there is anyone interested to um, offer up a couple of hours a week, then, um, then yeah, we'd, I'd be more than welcome to help organise things. So yeah, I think I think that's that's the that's the next big thing I want to crack. Really, is um, is get get more people involved and get a little bit more organisation. And using this forum, hopefully, is there anyone that you've not been able to reach or you'd like to be able to reach to to bring them on board? Yeah, I mean. Um, a lot of the local independents, you know, um, I haven't sort of been out talking to them individually because I simply haven't really had the time. Um, so I'm sort of almost relying on uh, on the local independent stores coming to me saying, you know, we've done this, 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 or we're interested in finding out more. So yeah, so if there are any local independent stores out there who are already doing huge amounts to, to reduce their single-use plastic or simply want to find out more um, and don't know where to start then then yeah get in contact i think and it fits really nicely with kind of the shop stamford initiative of just bringing people together as well and supporting one another and it might be something that we spoke a lot with sarah around people sharing ideas businesses sharing ideas and thoughts and you know we, i'd have never thought about soap for example or toilet roll and maybe that yeah those ideas those businesses can think oh actually yeah, we can do that pretty easy. Um, and by creating that forum, you kind of share those ideas and thoughts. Absolutely. And I think, you know, away from obviously the environmental benefits, if, you know, if we can achieve this plastic-free community status um, that's awarded by Surface Gain Series, I think it's um, another string to the town's bow, essentially, to, to promote ourselves. Um so yeah, so I think I think there can be a lot of benefits that come from it. Yeah, absolutely. If people want you to get in touch, what's the best way of doing so? Uh, well, we've got a Facebook page and um, a website www.plasticfreestanford.co.uk, and you can email me plasticfreestanford at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're the ways. I hope you do that and we'll share it all. If if people so kind of moving away from businesses and just day to day stuff. We spoke a little bit about it, but if you were to have, I guess, a couple of kind of top tips of, for people to change habits, is there anything that really stands out? Yeah, um, so I think really there's take two rooms in your house, which the, the, the biggest sort of things you use your kitchen or your bathroom, um, and just think, you know, are there three single use plastics in this room that I can? change or get rid of think of three things in your household that you might be able to change and, um, and start there it's all about bite-sized chunks you know you, you you can't go from using you know almost everything to, to nothing in a day or a couple of weeks it's impossible so take a few bite-sized chunks start small and, and work your way up really now the bit that i'm looking forward to and i think it'll be kind of a good place to leave it firm in people's minds so i hope you've got a few written down any kind of there's some big facts and you have you've said a couple already but they're kind of big facts that really drive this home 
I think the, the biggest one that sticks in my mind that I said earlier is that one about plastic bottles, which is 38.5 million plastic bottles the country goes through every day. So that's, that's one plastic bottle for every two people in this country. And um, only about 50% of those are recycled as well. So the rest are either put into landfill or burnt. And those are plastic bottles that when you're out and about, you're buying Coca-Cola or water or whatever. In. Yeah, so yeah, plastic, plastic drinks bottles, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just changing to trying to, you know, use a reusable water bottle. Um, there's a good app called Refill, um, refill.org. And basically there's, there's a shops in Stamford that will refill a water bottle for you for free. Mm. Shops and cafes. So, yeah, so. It's, a, it's just a simple habit, isn't it? Don't leave the house without a refillable bottle so that if you're out and about and you need a drink, then you just fill that or drink yeah. from that. Absolutely. And always and take a bag with you. The other day I forgot, I wasn't planning to go to any sort of shop, so I didn't have a bag with me and I had to buy a bag at M&S and I can't bear thought of spending money on something like that and I was just so upset with myself that I had to contribute to plastic bag sales by buying one I find you know it genuinely upsets me but you've just got to be in that habit of never leaving the house without a, a, a reusable bag and a refillable bottle absolutely and if you know, if you know every morning when you wait to work, you buy a coffee, take your refillable coffee cup with you. Mm. I got a new refillable coffee cup for my birthday. Sorry, my blooming dog is done barking. Really? Um, and it's made out, it's called a husky, and it's made out of coffee grounds. Oh, wow. Not here. Yeah. Really? yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> if you want you, to uh, find one as well. Just saying about refill org.uk every minute i've just this made me have a look so i've never heard of it every minute one million plastic bottles are bought around the world mm. <laughs> i mean i know so having been to china and travel around there and seeing how much there is there mm. but still every minute it's just incredible yeah i think people just need to get a bit more informed because when when they hear things like that they may just start to think a little bit about it but I think people just sort of drift through day to day without really giving those things any real thought. They, they think they're doing their bit by putting everything that's plastic in the recycling, even though none of it's really recyclable. But yeah, I think people have got to the stage now where they really need to inform themselves and, and wake up a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that conscious change that then creates a habit if it's uh, me with my Hessian bag or you get leaving your coffee cup in the car and they travel a lot with work, keeping a reusable cup in the car, it, suddenly that just becomes the norm. You know, you pick your laptop up and you pick your plastic cup up. But you pick, you don't, no, obviously don't pick your plastic cup up. You pick your laptop up and your reusable cup and off you go. And that's, that, those sorts of things can quickly become a habit that, yeah. that people don't think about. Mm. So before we and before we wrap up, Alex, and thanks for joining us. I guess from me and with it aligns with the shop Stamford stuff, and we've heard about Stamford in Bloom, and we know about the Stamford litter pickers. Is 
these sort of things take a huge amount of effort. You said, you know, this isn't, this is on top of work. This is your time uh, putting in effort to improve the community, to help us have a better Stanford. So thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for putting yourself forward. And we, we speak a lot on this about community uh, and that's what it is, but it does take individuals within the community to kind of step up and say, yeah, stop as you put it, <laughs> stop kind of moaning about it and do something better. So yeah, thank you for all that you've done so far. Um, I hope that people kind of reach out and connect and we'll certainly uh, do what we can as well to support and, and create that, that hub. And that ultimately it's Stanford has that uh, the status of being plastic free community. Yeah, thanks for having me on your show.